Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Confessional. We're doing a special little side series this time around that we call How They Should Have Made It. You know what I'm talking about, Jimmy? I know what you're talking about. You remember the last time we did it? Or? I do. I remember every time we did it, believe it or not. Yeah, right. I do. <laughs> um, okay, so this, this is how it works, Jimmy. What we do... Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're playing. You're you're the avatar for the audience right now. Okay, yeah. Don't yeah, you know yeah. how this works? Okay, we're role playing. All right. So, yes. what do you do? I don't remember any of this. <laughs> you really? You you <laughs> produce this podcast, Jimmy? And you don't? Jesus Christ! Double crossed. <laughs> no, okay, what we do is we take movies mm-hmm. and we do like either sequels or prequels or reboots or whatever. That we wish they would have made, or they will make. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and and then they sometimes they get picked up by Hollywood. Sometimes they don't. So far, we have a zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah. Right. That's rounding I, down, though. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you round down. <laughs> if you round yeah. down with a, with a margin of error of about one. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we come up with our brilliant ideas for how movies should be. Uh huh. And then uh, and then you know Hollywood um, ignores that, them. Yeah. <laughs> and they just disappear into the the the. Uh, the ether, uh, right? The ether mm-hmm. of podcasts. Yeah, um, but uh, no, there's always they're always fun. Yeah, I have um, a good time with it. And this week we're gonna we're gonna be doing Jimmy the uh, the original Batman series, like the, the back before you were born in the '80s. Now this is good because uh, before the podcast, you bullied me. Yeah, about uh, a thinking lot of things. that. Well, a lot of things, namely your stupid hair. Yeah, that was. I remember that one, but yeah, I, I guess that was implied when you were. <laughs> let me let me try to think which one was it your stupid hair. Was it how much I hate you? Was it? Uh, you were uh, chastising me for. Uh, you said the Tim Burton Batman, right? And all I need to know. Listen to this, Pat. I just need to know the the uh, who played Batman. I didn't it, know it, who. Who did you think? I. Guest Ben Affleck. Can you believe that? But I don't. I don't pay attention. This to is the future mm-hmm. of America, right yeah. here. You guys. I'm an. I'm an actor guy. The young people of America. Yeah. I think. Just, most, what are they teaching you? I think most people differentiate Batman's by who played Batman. That is not the point. Yeah. That is not the point. The point is that you thought a Ben Affleck could be in a Tim Burton film, and that is not acceptable. That's true. Yeah. That didn't. is not. That is the current Batman. Like yeah. outside of Pattinson, who like so we have a couple Batmans right now, but. Ben Affleck technically has been Batman the most cinematically, which is terrifying. No, he hasn't. Really? About um, uh, Christopher yeah, Nolan. Chris um, Nolan. Um, no, the, there uh, were three for Christian Nolan. Bale. Sorry. Christian right. Bale. Bale were, that's but it. Affleck had Batman. Uh, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman, which was terrible. Dawn of yeah. Justice. Uh, or that was the yeah, that was the V. Um, he had the other one, uh, Justice League. All right. Uh, he was in. He's cameoed. He cameoed in uh, Suicide Squad. All right. And I know there was another one that he popped up. So in. So Ben Affleck's like uh, the Wonder teeny Woman, bopper maybe? Batman. He's like the Marvel Except universe. Except for that, he's like forty-five. Yeah, but he's like he's the Batman he's the Bat. that like your daughter would not, know. Not really. I feel like Val Kilmer and George Clooney were more in that. Even though they your were daughter older. would know Val Kilmer. 
It's bad. My daughter would. If you... <laughs> I feel like, like when I hear like Justice League, Batman versus, I feel right. like that's like the that's like the the equivalent of like what the Marvel movies are. Sure. Like how like you know like they have like the Spider Man movies, colorful, but then they also have right. the, you know. I think that like the real OGs, they look at you know Michael Keaton. I would even throw George Clooney in there, uh, and obviously Christian Bale. Uh, those are like the real Batman. No, George Clooney is not. It, but it, it, we're, we're getting way off. We're not even done with the intro, and we're already getting into arguments. Do about- how they should have made this podcast, yeah. <laughs> and it'll involve you admitting that I'm right, uh. <laughs> and Hollywood Point will pick that up, done. and that your hair is actually pretty cool. Um, but anyway, we're way off. We're way off track already. Um, but that's we're all right. Still talking about Batman. We're not that far off. Let me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But let me still introduce our guests. Uh, Ukraine. What do you guys think? Introduce our guests, uh, Ben Affleck, George Clinton. No. Um, <laughs> we have our friend Shelly Burke, who uh, is currently doing an art show at the Joe Squared here in Baltimore. Yes, indeed. And um, uh, tell us very quickly about your, your art show and how you can do uh, So do watercolor paintings, um, mostly some abstracts, some landscapes, some, some nice. pretty, pretty trees, you know, some Bob Ross in it Absolutely. over there. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, and we also have our friend Patrick Stork, who does the Amityville podcast, where they review all 643 Amityville films. Wow. Mm-hmm. What, what number are you guys up to now? Uh, we're coming up on our 50th Amityville. Oh, my God. Um, but See, I was also... exaggerating, but I probably didn't need to exaggerate. It. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. No, about it's... 10% through now. Well, we're close to the end again, but we just jumped back into Amityville because we'll take a break when we hit the end right. of everything that's out. And they keep moving the goalpost. Basically, yeah. But like, so we'll take, instead of taking a break, we'll pick another franchise to knock oh, out. Oh, okay. And so we'll do, like we did all of the Texas Chainsaw movies, and then we just did all the Hellraiser movies. Nice. And after we finish another franchise, we'll come back and see, and we finished... Uh, and, there's, of, and there's more Amityville, yeah, right? There were, like every time you come back. When we finished Hellraiser, like weeds. Uh, there were four more Amityville. Oh my God, you can't turn of. around. You can't take a piss without another Amityville. I can't even mm-hmm. believe that. doesn't sound real to me. I don't understand Another one happened, happened just now while we're talking. <laughs> it's possible. Every 13 seconds, <laughs> another Amityville is <laughs> made for it's, just 10 cents a day. You can support another production of Ten no, cents sounds about right too. It's because everybody realized it's in the public domain, so you can make as many as you want. That's all, yeah. but there's not that many Rip Van Winkle movies. Like Amityville seems to be like there's so many things in the public domain. It's that because aren't horror made that because much. horror is like people. It, it it's so profitable. Yeah, that if you can make a thing, you'll make it. Especially what I don't understand you spend is nothing on them. Right, right. Why is there not more Night of the Living Dead?s Like that's in the public domain, right? That name. How does one become? And does it have to just be old enough? Is that the thing? Well, because like, I know like anything. I, I believe dead. so that after yeah. a certain yeah, point, but but it's it, different with Amity though because it's just the name of a town, right? And that's the difference I think that separates it from Night of the Living Dead. Um, Night of the Living Dead, the original movie is public domain, yeah. but different remasters of it have right, been right. copywritten. Right, right different releases and that's been a way to try and rein in some of the control yeah, of the yeah. movie mm. but yeah, it was just like a, a cler- clerical error like ended up yeah being they just the didn't renew the contract the first year it was so out. it's the name of the town amityville yeah Amity- uh, versus night of the living but dead maryland yeah. which oh my god right. amityville versus night of the living dead there's a film idea <laughs> nobody's ben done Affleck. an amityville of the living dead yet oh that is not a man. title that we've hit I think that is right for the taking. It really yeah. is. I think that needs to be done. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, uh, and, and it'll be it'll be subtitled Dawn of Justice. 
Might as well. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Dawn of the also- Justice of the Dead. <laughs> and I understand you also uh, own a subway now, Pat. Is that what uh, you're saying? Yeah, not, this, not, the, uh, not the food franchise, but, but I actually like have just an underground train. I'm trying to get a second stop. I feel like business is going to pick up once we get that going. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, one stop for a subway doesn't seem very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of a sub. There's no way to yeah. it. That's yeah, you just kind of go in. There you have a, what is it called? A, uh, a sub stack. A good side. Uh, about the trains always on time and that no oh, yeah <laughs> and always yeah <laughs> but yeah uh substack it's kind of like a patreon type setup where uh you you get your subscribers that are wi- some are willing to pay a monthly fee right. some are not and that's fine uh, eh, but um no we're gonna talk shit about your people that refuse to pay you right yeah. now i got a list <laughs> all right well, then we got one I calling guess, in right now. <laughs> if you want to be complained about, sign up for my Substack, uh, Patrick Stork, CK at the end. Uh, what you need on it is you need an Amityville ticker. Mm. And so every time a new Amityville comes out, it tells you. Yes. Ooh. Like Honestly, I actually get right. messages from people when they hear about them. Uh, when they did Amityville in space, the day that got announced, I got like at least five different messages <laughs> That's immediately. That's awesome. <laughs> There well, is space. I cannot it's also believe in the public domain. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. And the thing <laughs> is, it's only by name. A lot of the Amityvilles, they'll just call it Amityville, but it's just some movie that they just threw the title it's on. It's actually Jaws. <laughs> oh, there, and Jaws in Amityville. And there is one with the possessed shark from the same makers as Space, uh, Amityville oh. Island, but is the it, shark is, is only it, like five minutes. Is it, it in the same universe? Yes. Amityville uh, H2O. So we have little universe I <laughs> within this. Mm-hmm. Like there's sequels within the franchise for little bundles. Okay, so wow. so what if the town actually gets flooded and so we actually could have Amityville H2O and everybody's a scuba diver? It's on diver an island. Oh. Yeah. Yes. You so could. are we like, not doing Like Batman anybody anymore? would have that budget. Like anyone that's making these movies would have an underwater budget. <laughs> the guy <laughs> who sent them to space did not have the budget. That movie probably cost five grand. They probably didn't even shoot in space. They probably didn't. You got to get to the I radiation. Think that's the, one get. the asteroid belt. Yeah. It's not possible, really, if you think about it. Although it's so much better to record in space because of the sound. Like you get no I'm, air conditioners or I'm fridges running in the background. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised like some rich, like like James Cameron or something, hasn't made like a movie in space. I feel like that would be the next thing, like actually shot in space. <laughs> He's got to be working on it. Yeah. He's definitely working yeah. on it. Okay. Uh, forget space, though. Uh, we're here to talk about my favorite space, the Batcave. See, mm. I, that was a good transition. That was a nice segue. Good mm-hmm. job. Um, uh, okay, so what we do here is we give our pitches for what we would have wanted the third Batman to have been. All right? Why don't we start off with a confession to get us rolling? We got a couple here. Uh, let's see. So. And when you say the third Batman, you are referring to? The third in the original uh, Burton series. Yeah. Gotcha. So just as a background recap, because I, of course, know this. Yes. But just avataring for the audience who doesn't know this, I'll role play yeah. as a guy who doesn't know. Yeah, and you don't give the audience a lot of credit. I can of tell course, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so you know, the first one obviously is uh, you know, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes, as Joker. Yes. Jack the Nicholas. second one being Jim Carrey. No, no. God, no. no. Oh my God. See that was no, that was my impression of How, a guy. You don't think it, uh, who didn't know because he's the right, audience. Right, right. Of course, you I think know. Our audience is that dumb. But you should tell them. <laughs> what the second the one sec- was? Oh my god! You wanna, you wanna, I can't even right now. Can you handle this, Shelly? Please uh, explain. Sure. It. Um, the the second Batman, Batman Returns, mm-hmm. is Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Um, we have Michael Keaton as the Batman. 
Yes, thank yes. you. You will exactly. That was exactly. I do what I can. Yes, and, and uh, Danny DeVito as the you. penguin. Yes, and Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Uh-huh. Yes, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous man. Yeah. From uh, from the writer of Heather's. Oh, I did not know that. Michelle yep. Pfeiffer was Catwoman. Yes, correct. Yes. Not Halle Berry. No, no, never. Not this time. Oh my God. <laughs> never. God, just imagine <laughs> if you had to explain the Amityville universe to him. <laughs> to the audience, that is. <laughs> to the audience, right? No, Catwoman was Halle Berry's Catwoman in like some spinoff I've never even seen. Is that even in the Batman universe, or is it like what's that? The Catwoman movie. Oh, is it Pat? It's pretty abandoned. I never saw it. Right. It's all fairly. It terrible. doesn't take place within any of the other existing Batman okay. universes. So it's not like a sequel to Batman no. Returns or something. Okay. It may have at some point been intended right, to right. be, but no. Yeah. And okay. actually, no, it's definitely a different origin than okay. the Michelle Pfeiffer one. Right. Okay. So this is from Andy Peterson, Fort Collins, Colorado. And he says, first, uh, you should introduce Robin because otherwise that version of Batman has nothing to do. He wrapped up his story arc in the first one when he avenged his parents' death. What are the his other goals? Does he have an endgame? Is it just going to punch clowns on motorcycles forever? Is he going to uh, bring real? Is he going to create real change in Gotham? He needs a sidekick uh, like Jimmy to give him some emotional connection to whatever is happening in the story. Uh, well, that's unlike Jimmy. And Batman Returns, he has Selina there, but he's not in the spotlight of his own story because Burton likes the villains more. That is true. You get not that much Batman in Batman movies. But, <clears throat> Shelley, in yes. your version of the third Batman movie, would we have a Robin? I don't think we would necessarily need to have a Robin. Um, I think it would be interesting. I was kind of going on the Poison Ivy vibe right. but not so much as um when she showed up eventually in the films well why don't we just jump right in and give give us your pitch um well i don't really have a pitch per all se, right so this but i know burton <laughs> does love <laughs> <laughs> well i mean but going back to having the secondary characters having a lot of a story arc and right. batman not having a lot of screen time i think that's kind of makes Burton's films more interesting yeah. because you are seeing all the origins. You're Absolutely. seeing their, their yeah. character arcs. And it, I think it would just kind of get boring with the sure. same hero fighting the same people over and over and not sure. really seeing the outside of that. Right, right. And in like Tim Burton aesthetic, you got to have that like wafy girl a la Sleepy Hollow, Christina Ricci. And that's how I, I kind of I feel. might have Christina Ricci in mind too. I mean, it's Tim Burton. You have to. My, uh, my um, uh, what's her name? Who's Joker's sidekick? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh, That was for Jimmy. Um, Of course. She would either be in mine, either Christina Ricci or uh, Feruza Balk. Ooh, mid nineties, mid nineties when they're teenagers. Yeah, yes. not for any weird reasons, but because they yeah. would start off as yeah. young. It would be in the mid nineties, and they'd be young people. Feruza Balk would have been older, uh, just because I mean she was in Return to Oz as a child, whereas Christina Ricci was a she child. She probably still play a teenager though. I mean she's in the craft no, at like right. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. She would be more age appropriate to be a Harley Quinn that's not in middle school, but Ricci <laughs> was still like. Yeah. Now and then, right. and soul diggers. I think it could stuff. be cool to like. Okay, in my pitch, uh, sorry, we'll, we'll jump right back to your Shelly. But in my pitch, we would have a Robin and um, Harley Quinn be twins in the circus, and they're obsessed with Batman and the whole story and everything. And he takes after Batman more, and she takes after the Joker more. And uh, and the boy, I think, would be Elijah Wood. And so they'd be young people living on the streets okay. after their parents die. And they're they're kind of like you know they're they're kind of they're fighting for survival using their their acrobatic skills and whatnot. And she's a little more rough edge than him, you know. But sorry, back she's to your show. A little more show. streetwise, streetwise Harley. 
So you're not going with the well. They're both they're both streetwise. No, no, they're both streetwise, but because they like live on the streets basically because they don't want to live in an orphanage. And um, but but like you know, Robin is is the more like you know we just do what we have to to survive. We don't want to hurt anybody. Whereas like Harley is more like uh, you know I'm 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 killing criminals. Maybe not killing, but you know I'm beating the crap out of, of people who are doing wrong out here and taking their stuff and. Kind of, you know, kind of, kind of the Batman Catwoman dynamic. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, well, like toward the end of you know Batman Returns, you see that rise of Catwoman, which yes. was or was not tacked on at the end. I don't. It know. was, and that's a, like a robot. I think it's not a person. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they couldn't get Michelle Pfeiffer back for it. Oh, that's so you why. see like the back of her, like kind of rising up and moving in a very awkward motion. Yeah. yeah. But I really she did have one life left though. So she did. Exactly. That's right. yeah. Yes, that's yep. right. I did yep. For, yep. totally mm-hmm. forgot about that thing. Yep. yep. Um but yeah I like so that woman Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah women <laughs> that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah women do have nine lives. Yes. We do. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um but yeah I kind of wanted to like use her as an anti-hero and then Poison Ivy who is also kind of an anti-hero and I like what the show Gotham did where they had Poison Ivy being like a little kid. Oh, but not so mm-hmm. much like a little kid, but like that that wafy what we were talking right. about, you know, kind of like that 15, 16 year old, um, just that. So I, I would kind of see Poison Ivy facing off against Catwoman as like a teenager. Cool. And then her and, you know, kind of like Batman having to like deal with both of these people. <laughs> right. So who who would would it be those two villains in your movie? Uh, yes. Any other so. ones? Um, no, I think I would just stick with those two. I think that'd be enough. Okay. What would you call your film, Shelley? Oh, don't put me on the spot for that. Go to Pat and I'll give you an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, okay. Let's get a little bit of, of Pat's uh, pitch here. All right. Just uh, give us the give us the basics. Well, I would also uh, have Poison Ivy in there, um, just because a favorite of mine. Okay. Is so your rogues gallery character. would include Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Right. Um, the way I was looking at it, just to hop back to Batman Returns, because when it came out, people said, "Oh, too many villains, and there's not enough." You know, Batman. Sure. Uh, but if you really look at it, there's four leads and it's just them interacting the entire movie. Yeah, it is a very simple movie. Like, that's yeah. part of what I really like about it. It's like, it's not like a whole bunch of weird plots going on yeah. all at once. Like, you can understand everything, you know, it's 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 perfect. Like, you don't need more or less. Yeah, it's just, it's four characters all fighting allegiances with each other. Right. And you get scenes that pair each of them. So, at... I feel like one more would be all right, and I've got because uh, it's Batman three. You want three supervillains, sure. just like you had one Absolutely. and two. Yes. But there's always the crime villain on the side. So the crime villain, I was thinking uh, Falcone, who's just been a part of Gotham mob stuff forever. Right. Uh, Who would you get to play him? Uh, for the honestly, I think they nailed this in the last one they did. But uh, John Turturro, I would have yeah. just had a younger oh, John Turturro, yeah. but he was great in this last yeah, one, yeah. and he would have been on my mind in the '90s anyway. Um, Turturro, he's just amazing in everything mind. he does. He, like, yeah, he yeah, does yeah. not does yeah. not have a bad role. Absolutely, yeah. I think he would have yeah. been a great one. Who although, else can go so Guido and redneck? You know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody else can do that. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be perfect for it. Um, I would have gone Poison Ivy. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't have gone Nicole Kidman or Uma Thurman, even though they're redheads. There's hair dye, and you need an ability to tell a joke in the Burton movies. All right. And I don't think either of them have the kind of charisma that the villains had in the first two. Right. Um, 
they're more dry humor when they do it. Yeah. So I don't know who I'd cast for Poison Ivy. Um, I'd go with the Robin Williams Riddler idea. Right. Uh, but with a different origin and plot stuff we can get to later. And then I would have kept Billy Diaz Two-Face pay off that arc. Right, Because you right. have him as Harvey Dent in the first two movies, and you never do anything with it. Well, in the first movie, not the second. That's right. He's not in the yeah, second. Yeah, he doesn't appear in the second. No, he's in the first. Yeah, he was supposed... Like, the, the Max right. Shrek storyline was supposed to be him originally. Oh, really? Yeah, and at the end... That was supposed when, to be Harvey Dent? Yeah, yeah. And at the end, when, uh, when, she, when uh, uh, Catwoman uh, electrocutes Max Shrek, it was gonna just get half his face, and that was gonna make him interesting. Too yeah. Oh, see, I wouldn't have liked that at all. No, yeah, no. He needs to stay the DA. Yeah, I think. Yeah, He's, I mean, it, it, it would be missing Christopher Walken if he weren't in that movie. They'd be missing Christopher Walken, and again, Harvey Dent was a good guy. The whole point of his character is the tragedy of him turning right, evil on right, the evil side. Right. So yeah. yeah, I don't know how they would have made him evil all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Although they played a little fast and loose with a lot of. Batman continuity on stuff. Yeah, like, and I think that's fine. But yeah. I just, just logically, it doesn't seem like that character would suddenly be evil. Would no. be like the evil corporate guy. Yeah, like you said, he would become evil once he like you know gets his face messed up. That's how right. it works. Um, so who would be your? So you'd have Batman. You'd have uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. I presume. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have Robin? No, I'd no save Robin. Robin if there was a fourth film because I'd set this one in spring. Okay. Uh, since first one's kind of summertime in the city, second one's Christmas. Sure. So do spring here, then let Burton close out the series, do fall, October. Right. And That's actually where around. mine is. Mine's going to be a Halloween one. Gotcha. See, I would say fall just for the, the poison ivy aspect and just yeah. the death of plants. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Why that was, would be interesting. Right, right. Yeah. And think about that. Mm. Weirdly, it's... Um, part of what I have in the beginning is that it's Gotham Park that she's trying to protect and it's dying even though it's spring. Uh, okay. And that it's a lot of the pollution in the park and that's what she's fighting against. Like they have, um, it opens with an Easter egg hunt that ties in her problems with how the park's being treated. But the Riddler uh, with the Easter eggs and like, you know, the game and like, oh, that's what all my clues are. They're Easter eggs. You send somebody looking for this clue when you know you want him to find this other thing that you put the clue next to. So, like, he, that's hit, the Easter egg thing is kind of on the line of his game as well as Spring Awakening and that kind of stuff. Mm, Interesting. Nice. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read another. We only have two confessions this time. Hard to get confessions for these movie ones, but... Yeah. <laughs> really? This I is from... I uh, a lot to say about this. Well, it's a very specific kind of... We, we did get some, you know. Okay. But it's like... Uh, it's and, and plus, it's hard to ask, like... You know, people just want like quick questions. That yeah. They can, you know, it's like if you made this movie, like what would you do differently? If you made this movie that was already made, except for somehow in some parallel universe, yeah. you make it. Uh, but our friend Ted Ford from Towson, you from hey, Towson? Yeah. There you not- go. <laughs> Exotic Towson. Teddy. What's Teddy saying? Uh, Teddy says starts twenty years later and focuses on Bruce Wayne meeting the son he never knew he had, Damian Wayne, who's okay. more savage than his father. Batman Returns was released in 92, so let's say a 2012 follow-up where Bruce has retired the cow and gotten into politics. Maybe he's Mayor Bruce Wayne. Maybe Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman figures into the plot. In the comics, Damien is the son of Talia Agul, but let's change the canon and say it was Pfeiffer's Selina Kyle. I know they never made love in Batman Returns, but she did. (laughs) Did they? Oh, they definitely did. I mean, it's not really obvious. You're, you're, not, you're not thinking of that uh, erotic fiction you write, Pat? Uh, 
right. They weren't as blunt about it as they were in the first Batman, but I could have sworn that they. There, there's like no actual sex scene though. No, she just yeah, like does that not. nice like yeah. lick across his face. Right. And, she, and, she, and they both they both leave before they're about to at the fireplace. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. He loves that fireplace. All right. All right let me finish this one here though. Yeah. I know Sorry. they never made love in Batman Returns. But she clearly survived the end of that movie. Maybe in the twenty-year gap, she and Bruce have reunited. As for the villain, I'd go Scarecrow. Cillian Murphy was great as Doctor Crane in Batman Begins, but got short shrifted in the short shifted in the sequels. Am I saying that right? Shifted or shrifted? Shrifted. 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 Short shrifted. He got to be in the sequels, which you don't usually get to do yeah, in a Batman movie. Yeah. So Scarecrow poses a huge citywide threat. It's also been I've been a big fan of the Court of Owls. I have no idea what that is. And their, oh. I'm sure Pat does. Yep. And their comic book origin: a political candidate, Lincoln March. Who is an incognito member of the church of the court learns of Bruce's alter ego. He or any other court members or the talons, the court's assassins, could use that knowledge to expose Bruce. I I'm, I'm, I can tell Pat's just like there's fireworks going off behind no, his just, eyes I right mean, now. Court of Owls is a great storyline, but it didn't exist in 2012, so you wouldn't have really had it for it. Or was it around then? Um, I think. So Might are we actually running. placing the film like this? This film that we're making right now in 2012, or his his version? Yes. Okay. So yeah. the Court of Owls didn't exist then. It wasn't right. canon. It. Uh, I don't know if that storyline was out yet or not because that. I mean, it was Scott Snyder and he had a long run on it, uh, but it might have just been starting. And I know they worked it into Gotham. Right. This is the only reason I know about it at all. Gotcha. What yeah. the hell is it? <laughs> uh, just a secret society like a city. skull and crossbones oh, or cool. skull and bones type thing through Gotham. Right. The powerful, the elite, and like the stonecutters. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Gotham stonecutters. Nice. Um, and Q- stay- QAnon. QAnon. Not so much QAnon. They, 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 these no, guys sense. are competent and yeah. actually have power. <laughs> yeah. They're not out on the street pr- claiming how powerful they are. QAnon likes to brag about themselves. Court well, of I Dallas, thought it, wait, it doesn't exist, though, right? <laughs> I mean... And we've taken a turn. Yeah. And we're back to lizard people. It always yeah, ends people. up back there. Uh, okay. So I would also have uh, the Scarecrow in mind. However... Guess who I'm going to get to play the scarecrow? One guess each. Shelly, begin. Uh, Matthew Lillard. No. Robert Forrester. Wrong. Jimmy. Oh, I, I, I got no idea. Wrong. <laughs> Meryl Streep. We changed the Ooh. sex of the scarecrow. Couldn't you see her as like a sadistic, like cruel, like school Bruce marm? scarecrow. That'd be She's too young, too. though. Oh. She's too young. You need, a, you need a doctor with some age and experience. That's true. Mm. But you can yeah. kind of like I, I always think scorn. of Harley Quinn as a doctor as well. So yeah, but I'm, and, and yeah, so but I'm mixing Poison it up. Ivy. She was right. a botanist. But Harley yeah. Quinn, I feel like, is like young. You're not, I mean, you're not allowed to be a, a doctor until you're in your 60s. I think. Yeah, I don't she think was. So. A, like she was confirmed psych- okay. Like she was. The I know, but I know, but but I'm changing yeah. it up a little. Understood. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just when I picture her, I don't see her as like a doctor. Not because I don't think women can be doctors, but because but she's she like a nurse, so perhaps. Oh, okay. She's just so <laughs> <useful>. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a pediatrician. Yeah. yeah. Kindergarten teacher. You know, something nice. <laughs> Dr. Fad was a doctor, and he played with wacky wall walkers. <laughs> a doctor of music. Yeah. So, yeah. In my version, the Riddler would be played by Robin Williams, and I thought about that one for a while, because I, mm-hmm. I know he was the choice, actually, when they were going to make a Tim Burton third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, do I, we really want him? Or like, and I was like, no, I think because I, I do, I would be concerned that he's not quite evil enough, you know? Well, yeah. it depends that, that, on your take of the Riddler. Right. Well, see, I liked Jim Carrey's Riddler. 
I did. I don't yeah, care if I'm fun. alone in the room for that. Yeah. I loved it. That's Riddler is one of the roles that I'm much more forgiving about. Like I loved his take on it. I hate that movie, but I liked Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Uh, but John Aston was a great Riddler, just like Frank Gorshin was a great Riddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I my Riddler would have basically been a guy obsessed with game shows, like he lives in his apartment oh, all the time cool. and watches them. And so he thinks of himself as a game show host once he snaps and goes off on everything. Very king of comedy. Oh, king of comedy. Yeah, right. king of comedy. Kind of king of comedy. Right. Or, that, or that guy that memorized the uh, no whammies uh, right. algorithm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. either that guy or De Niro. I could see. You know what? Doug Jones. <laughs> the actual Doug Jones as the Riddler. Or Doug Jones is Scarecrow. Ooh, Doug, Who's Doug no, Jones? Doug Jones is Scarecrow would be much better. Who's Doug yeah. Jones? Oh, he's just in everything you've ever seen. You never yeah. knew it. Um, he was <laughs> he, early in his career. He was uh, Mac Tonight, but uh, in any of the <laughs> in any of your uh, Benicio Mac del Toro, not Benicio uh, Guillermo del Toro I, movies. Now I'm picturing Mac Tonight dressed as the Riddler. Why not? I don't even know what that is. So. Oh, the, the old McDonald's mascot with a giant moon head. Oh, that's killing <laughs> that me. That was oh, Doug I need, Jones. I need to walk away. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if his birth <laughs> defects no and deformity would, would lend no, to No, that was the... a mask. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which is very popular among Batman villains. Really? <laughs> Masks. Masks, okay. Yes. Uh, but no, he was also, like, if you've seen a Guillermo del Toro movie. He was in Shape oh. of Water. He was oh. the he fish was man. Pan's Labyrinth, the guy with the the hands, oh, or the okay. eyes in his hands. Here, here yeah, he was Ape Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Uh, never saw those. He's in some of the Star Wars, right? Yeah, I'm he's, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. He looks everything. familiar. He's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could see him. Uh, would he be in the right surfer, age, though, in the, well. the mid '90s? Oh God, yeah. If he was Mac tonight in the '80s, he would have been able to. Right. Good point. Good point. Um, so in my version, Meryl Streep would be the scarecrow. I don't know if she'd ever really even get scarecrowy. She would just be like this this woman doctor that works at Arkham Asylum, and she's controlling everything. Like she's uh, she she her like the henchmen in the movie are asylum people, mm. are are like inmates, mm. mm-hmm. and you could do you could do like different characters as the henchmen, you know. And uh, she she turns this obsessive compulsive Robin Williams who can like figure out any puzzle or riddle in the world, uh, but can't do anything else into she like she uses fear in her techniques to make him uh, kind of use people and and figure out people you know what I mean and uh, so she manipulates him into um, making Batman slash Bruce Wayne forget who he is completely and she makes. They like lock him away in the asylum and they make Bruce Wayne like think that he has these grandiose visions of being a superhero and being a, a billionaire and he doesn't actually even know what his name is. And she slowly makes him forget that he's Batman and uh and, and kinda like starts giving him the Riddler's backstory, maybe, and switches that with the Riddler. So incorporating like a little shutter islandiness. A little bit, it, yes. Where, where yes. I kind of love that. I could see yeah. a, I could see a trailer starting, like Michael Keaton's locked up in, in, in the in the asylum and he's like, you know, I I believed I was the Batman. You know, I don't know who I am. I thought I was this superhero. I was I had these grandiose visions of being a billionaire. So how would you end that? Um I like th- that idea gave me chills. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. I love the idea of that. Where he, the, the movie starts off and you don't even, Batman doesn't even know right, it's Batman. Right, And it, I think it would be called Who is the Batman? And then he realized, or maybe, I didn't know if you partially included that he thought he was, I don't know, did you say something about like he thought he was the Riddler? 
Like he what, was what basically, they do? like made him switch the roles. End game, the end game, yeah. the end game is to get Riddler to become to take the place of Batman slash Bruce Wayne because nobody knows what Batman looks like. Mm. I'm on, what if the Scarecrow uh, was convincing a lot of people they were the Batman and just sending the city full of Batman uh, because Batman's supposed to spread fear amongst criminals and Scarecrow just wants everyone to be afraid, so she makes everyone think they're Batman. Could and, be interesting. Yeah. Like, everyone... Yeah, I don't know. Where I don't Bat- know where to take it. Where no Batman are... So, like, if everyone thinks they're Batman... Batman. <laughs> Phil Batman. <laughs> Phil Batman. Mm-hmm. Then maybe these uh, rogue vigilante, like, people that are, like, kind of, like, crazy and think they're Batman are actually doing, like, bad stuff. And nobody knows who Batman is or that it's multiple people because obviously if everyone thinks they're Batman, then everyone's also going to be secretive about it too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So nobody knows that there's more than one, but you just see Batman doing all this crazy shit. And so Batman actually becomes the villain in that thing. Perhaps like bat in the eyes of the public, right? Batman's a villain. Or that everybody that starts believing that they're Batman, none of them actually have the skills or the money for all the tools, and so there's just a bunch of yeah. ramshackled, bumbling idiots throughout yeah. the street and, trying to fix and things. And the real Batman is in Arkham Asylum. Bruce yeah. Wayne is in Arkham Asylum. Right. And he's like locked away, he can't watch TV or anything, he has no idea what's going on. Trying to decode what's going on, trying to stop Batman, who is now, I guess, in the eyes of the public, the bad guy. And so he's the Riddler. Trying to stop Batman. In a way. Uh, when in yeah. reality, Batman is the Riddler. Right. And, and that's the Riddler why is Batman. Is the Batman. And I, then that's the riddle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would like it to be like a whole mystery that has like a twist ending, even, you know? Can I throw out a tagline for it? Sure. Uh, to clear your name, you have to know it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. And, it. and, you know, you picture the, the question. Like, at first, I was like, all right, we're not going to do the Riddler because that's the obvious choice. But then I was like, "Nah, you got to do the you got to have a Tim Burton Riddler movie." Yeah, this like is a, before everybody knew everything right. about Batman, yeah. so people know the Riddler. Yeah. People know the, the, the ones from the old marks, show. So that's just like great imagery. And, and you I mean, can do something yeah. more dark because Jim Carrey's Riddler didn't really. It was more goofy than yeah, dark, absolutely. and 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 I like the idea of taking the Riddler, kind of like what they did with the Joker. Because, you know, the Joker, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker mm. was when Heath Ledger took on that role, he turned it in. And all of superhero movies kind of went down that path where they started getting Ready. much more dark mm. as opposed to kind of like campy. Yeah. And so Heath Ledger kind of proved that, like, I think people in general enjoy a more realistic, less kiddish superhero movie, even though it's yeah. kind of um, uh, oxymoronic. Or and whatever. this was the problem with um, Brockheimer, right? The one, the guy who did Batman Forever, the um, oh, uh, uh, Joel Schumacher, yeah, Schumacher, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was the problem with those movies. They were too cartoonish. They yeah. were too yeah. bright. Like I love Two Face. He's right. one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I love Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that was a cartoon. Yeah, I yeah. hated, you know? hated, hated the way they did Two Face in that movie. Mm, he forgets his coin. In one scene, he literally forgets the thing that drove I, I him remember, insane. I remember hearing that he was going to be Two-Faced, and I'm like, yeah, he is Two-Faced. And then he is like not himself and at all in the movie. It was movie. a one-note wow. performance. Yeah. For uh, Two-Faced in mine, I feel like his lair, what turns him to Two-Faced is somebody tries to bomb the DA's office. So half of his office gets basically incinerated. Oh, nice. The other half is clean. Right, right. But he gets burned with it. So, like, he's got all of his legal books. Oh, that's Clean cool. face goes to. Right, right. But when you go to the other side, and it's all just charred mess. Then you get evil Two-Face and, nice. like, wants revenge. So, like, his 
Lair is literally a part of his origin and his psyche as well. I like it. I like he, it a he's lot. He's basically Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Right. That is pretty yeah. much what yeah. he is. So and what would like actually change would the his audience tone of know? voice when he does it? Is this right. uh, how big of a twist are we doing here with with this concept? With the would the audience like is this a kind of thing where maybe even the audience doesn't know who is who throughout the movie, and nah, you kind of start from the premise? Not necessarily. Where not, like it I mind mean, fucks the, you at the, the end. The only way that that could be a thing is like if we're thinking like, oh my god, were the other movies just like in his head? You know what I mean? But I I don't think we would do that too much you know like i think uh you know you don't want to get too complicated with it i think it would be a lot of like flashbacks like a lot of the action and stuff because we'd have to see how batman got to this place so he's recounting his memories as batman like in flashbacks and the doctor's telling him like these are delusions but you know this is what you think happened and it would be like very psychedelic you know like a, a very like the tone would be very hmm. trippy and it would be like a trippy tim burton kind of movie like like a the- little more colorful than the other ones but like like the dream sequences in Big Adventure. Uh, or, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because like the first one is more of like a dark, gritty action movie. The second one's more of like... A, it's more it, German expressionist. Yeah, mm-hmm. very like almost Max black Fleischer and white. Cartoons. Max Fre- yeah. yeah, and this uh, one could be like kind of take a different route and be more colorful and psychedelic, you know, and, yeah. and lots of like jumping, like time jumping and, and flashbacks and stuff like that, you know, and then it all comes together at the end with like a twist. And I think the twist would be that the Riddler was in control of things the whole time and was playing Dr. Crane instead of the other way around. Gotcha, gotcha. And this could actually be a point for Robin to come into play right. and be and the they savior. Would, yeah, they basically. would like Rave, like Robin maybe would come one, in and yeah. convince Batman that he really is. He is and I kind of think too, maybe there's like, uh, we another twist at the end. We find that Catwoman has been helping from the shadows the whole time, mm. mm-hmm. and then they, of course, have sex. And then they have sex. Uh, yeah. And then, it ends, with, bang. And then yeah. it ends with with a really long, slow, awkward love sequence where they're yeah. in bed with the with the the curtains blowing in the wind and yeah. candles and a lot like a lot of, blowing a lot of hairy movie. chest <laughs> rubs mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and loud kisses. You know, Ted Ted Ford's gonna love this. Yeah, a lot of ass shots of definitely just Michael Keaton though. Just Michael Keaton's ass. Okay. So you think that Batman doesn't shave his chest with all that, like, you know, armor and gear? Well, in the Joel Schumacher ones, the suit had chest hair, if I remember correctly. No. It Are you yeah. serious? No, <laughs> well, they do have to, it, it works, armor works better when you conform it to your body. Right. So, yeah, right. if you, I would if think you, you incorporate would like, the chest hair, sure. it's more effective armor. Yeah, you Definitely. mold it. Does it stick to you when you take it off? I mean, I imagine That's what I'd worry about, right? It, yeah. You know? Well, either way, there's going to be a scene where they're lying in bed and she's rubbing her hand across his chest Mm -hmm. and they're having pillow talk. I I hate those scenes in movies. Yeah, me too. So I'm glad that Tim Burton never had any of those. Yeah, I know. It stopped at the fireplace. You know what? This is romantic. We're done. mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of like shoehorning in romantic plots to like every movie either. Nah. Like every horror movie, they have to do that, you know, and it's like, why? Yeah, as soon as like romance kind of comes into play, I might, I just shut my brain off. It did work pretty well in Batman Returns, though. I will. Yeah. That movie is horny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no act. I guess there's no actual it sex, is very but everyone sexual. wants. Tease. Absolutely, yeah, it's such everybody's. Tease. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Shelley, what would the atmosphere kind of be like in your film? Um, I mean, I was keeping it more like I. I like that Tim Burton tends to have darker winter, cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, I'm kind of thinking like, how would I, I mean? I have not fleshed out any sort of plot like you guys have, obviously. Um, but with Poison Ivy, I'm trying to think like 
spitball with me with with winter or fall and the things dying and yeah. in so the like a lot of like uh, vines on like wrought iron fences around right. like parks and mm. stuff like that like mm. that kind of yeah, but yeah I, I could to... see it being bright again even though like I love the darkness of Returns I still could see a bright colorful Batman movie coming what next. I would like with it and going off of your Robin well the, the colorful idea and you know the acrobats and something very circusy mm-hmm. having that dichotomy of that darkness and with that light and that color coming yeah. in on the other side and that could really put toward like who is the villain who isn't and mm-hmm. you can play with that kind of palette to really show like an anti-villain or like you know the secret of hero because right. Catwoman she kind of blurs the line sure. and if you really look at Poison Ivy's just whole point of existence like she's good for the planet she might not be good for the humans right, but right. Yeah, she's she has actually like a kind moral, of a good yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> so right. everybody just has that blurred line that's what I like about Tim Burton's characters Absolutely. that you, you do kind of have your, your feelings for everybody Absolutely. So, you're, so you would have Batman, Catwoman, Poison Ivy just those three? I would like to throw in Harvey Dent okay we're going I'm to gonna, hard I'm, no I'm on gonna, Mr. Freeze Oh yes! <laughs> Not for this I, I, one. I feel like he could eventually make a Patrick Stewart was the original. Yeah. Oh, he would be. But, but of course, as we all know, Schwartz, Arnold Schwarzenegger is who I think of when I think of a meek, bald old doctor. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why use him as Bane in the movie? You put. I Bane know. In. I know. <laughs> you know the guy, the character that was literally based in right. part off of his look. Right. Right. And you know who they had do Bane? Stephen Hawking. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The super totally serum, backwards. The super serum does wonders, though. <laughs> it really does. It's kind of the origin. <laughs> Unreal. What would your atmosphere be like, Pat? Um. Well, I'd mentioned doing springtime and like around Easter and do like Easter egg hunts. So there'd be pastels uh, for like a lot of that, and there'd be a lot of greenery in the park, like through the middle of the movie. Because at the beginning, they're saying we need to clean up Gotham and there's this beautification project and it's Ivy also trying to do it her way. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that also was in the other two movies is a corrupt Gotham. Right. So this could basically be a story of like, oh, yeah, we're all we have a beautiful Gotham now. It's a great city. This is a wonderful city. No, you just planted some trees. This is a mask you're putting on the city. So just like every character has a secret identity, the city oh, wow. kind of still or is corrupt underneath. Lawns. Like no right. wallflowers. Oh, okay. Exactly. So we could always get like an Edward Scissorhands kind of kind of exactly. suburban uh, type of thing. Yeah. That's, that'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the a full fake, fake version yeah, of that happiness. that could be really cool. And right, like right. it just, it all looks so artificial, but it is bright and colorful. Hey, right. We're doing a great job here. Right. I like it. Yeah. So uh, give, give us more of your, your plot, Pat. What's your, give us your, your basic uh, um, structure here. Well, beginning, it's, again, there's corruption in the city. They're trying to, air quote, clean up the city. So they're going to go after Falcone. Um, but he controls enough parts of the city. Like, I haven't worked out all of his crime story, but he's the crime figure. Um, Poison Ivy uh, is trying to do a beautification project, like trying to remove pollution and gets chemical spilled and gets her powers, which they don't do as much in the comics anymore, but she used to actually be able to be poisonous to the touch. And so you can work that in that on the surface, it's her too involved in it. And then like just even being too environmental can be toxic, but also there's subtexts in the others. This one would be that, Oh, she, got into XYZ trouble. Now she's a toxic woman and nobody can touch her and she feels isolated because of it and play that angle to her character. Right, right. Riddler being... Not uh, unlike Typhoid Mary, you might say. Typhoid Mary, similar arc there. Um, 
Riddler, again, obsessed with what the media is telling him, and these are the things to know, and he has all of this knowledge that's completely meaningless, but he also has started to figure out all the corruption in the city on the cops' ends and all that, and so he's putting everybody in the citizenry on these Easter egg hunts to go find these clues that are basically going to expose the criminal element within the corrupt government, um, and Harvey Dent is stuck part of the government part evil but the evil part and the good part are just concentrating on different crime the evil part of him wants to just go ahead and kill the politicians right um so all of everybody in a way wants a better gotham right just how they're going about it is wrong on a lot of cases Mm. um and riddler he gets on his kick because he was living in an apartment that was affected by the bomb blast that took out Harvey Dent, lost his TV, lost all of his tapes of all of his game show favorites, lost all of that. And so with nothing, that's what sends him on his spree. But that way there's like a big origin for each of the villains because you need like, well, you need a set piece sure. in Act 1 for each of them. And the Tim Burton ones get more fantastical than some of the characters tended to get so like make sure it still feels comic booky enough yeah that sounds cool there's so much in it's such a shame that that series just kind of died off so quickly like they could have made like six or seven great films out of that but they switched a they switched uh directors uh from somebody who deeply cares about batman or at least well got the tone Mm -hmm. i don't know how much he was a batman fan ahead of time but the scripts were also much better yeah, because uh, the guy who wrote Forever and Batman and Robin also wrote like Lost in Space. Really, um, it's not a it's not a writer I like. Akiva <laughs> Goldsman. Um, typically, I, I don't think I've ever liked a movie he's written. Wow. And what else has he written besides Lost? Uh, in Space? Well, he did uh, Beautiful Mind. He got an Oscar for that. What? Uh, but how do you go from Lost in Space him. to Beautiful Mind? Yeah, that wasn't him. Ghostwriter. No, well, that was him. He just had the same attention to detail and uh, source material because what he did was, for A Beautiful Mind, he wrote this very touching story about a guy and left out all of his Nazi sympathies. Oh. <laughs> right. That's, so what's, like, oh, that's the first rule. when you Any yeah. historical drama, you want to immediately try to just find like a way to push. Yeah. Whether it's Bobby things. Fisher or yeah. uh, <laughs> or uh, the guy, the Lindbergh guy, you know. Yeah. You know, there are other people to make movies about, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, like, he's just, he's somebody yeah. I've never thought was. I'll tell you though, when I hate it when they make Hitler, they cut out the Nazi stuff when they make a Hitler movie. Yeah, and it's just about his art. Like, how are you going to leave that whole thing out? (laughs) Yeah, I literally just watched an episode of Justified last night about uh, Hitler's art. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I always wonder about that. Like, this his art still exists. There must be like an underground. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's some weirdo that has right. That's literally the plot of this episode. I'll go into it after the. Oh, I don't spoil it for people listening. Oh, great. All right. Uh, where are we at time-wise, Jimmy? That's how much time you got left. Oh. All right. Well, what what are your thoughts, Jimmy? What do you what do you think would uh, have you heard anything you liked? I I have. Um, I I wanted to kind of bring it forward a little bit here to the movies that I've seen more recently. Of course, being the the Nolan ones, where in the third one, at the very end of the third one. They kind of hint, not even hint. It's more like a direct thing that that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar, at, at the very end, she's like, "Why, you know, why do you go by that? That's a beautiful first name, Robin." And they kind of set it up 
like there's going to be a fourth movie where Robin is a part of it and he's not. And I feel like I don't I mean, I I gather from you guys, you're kind of on the fence about including Robin like you could go either way with it. Um, I I feel like that's that that's that opens up a lot if you include if you include Robin into a plot. I think uh, it's not done enough. You know, and I it think is it's, weird how it's like this. As soon as you say Batman, you think Robin. Yeah, and, and yet and, they've cut yeah, him out of they, like they almost never all of them. include him, and right. I don't. They've know They've never why. done him well. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's what I think. If you do it in the context of kind of like the more like you know less kitschy tone or whatever, I think it could really work. I mean, especially in like your idea where he's like in the. Uh, I really like that idea where the, it, the Batman doesn't know who he is and stuff like that. And um, you know, I think that opens up kind of the the availability for. Robin to be someone who either works there or something who's able to kind of like convince him of that who he is or whatever. I'm not super familiar with the comic books and how that all adds up. I'm just thinking of different ways you can incorporate him into the plot where he's a sidekick. Maybe they put him into the asylum at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of like whatever. So I I think I think that that's uh, I always love the Riddler. I think the Riddler again opens up. Uh, you know, in the '90s, uh, it was a mu- it was just a much more goofy tone with those movies, mm. and Jim Carrey was perfect for that. But I think if you take the kind of uh, trajectory that the other villains have gone with in that in that uh, you know the way the Joker went and the way these other villains have gone, kind of much more darker tone with Bane and stuff, the the, the possibilities for Riddler with this kind of like guy who fucks with your mind like yeah. like they're endless dude and Absolutely. And, I, and i honestly i i mean you said you wouldn't want to overcomplicate it and i kind of agree with you because at the end of the day it is a superhero movie and there's only so much i guess but at the same time i i, I think it would be cool to kind of trick the audience a little bit in that too yeah. where maybe even the audience isn't even aware of the dynamic until maybe like halfway through where you might spend the entire movie thinking the way the characters are introduced that the guy who's actually the Riddler who's now playing the part of Batman because he tricked Batman into thinking Mm -hmm. that he's not Batman. So we're actually seeing Batman do his thing and we don't even know that it's not him. We don't even know that it's not him until maybe halfway through and then some kind of like thing where Robin shows him he's like no dude this is you and then all these things kind of come back to him he's like holy shit, and then right. he realizes, and it's just this whole thing where this dynamic, I don't know, you can almost do like a mirror image Absolutely. type of thing at the end where it's like the right. final meeting yeah. where like it's like the Riddler, the guy who you thought was the Riddler yeah. who's actually Batman, and they're kind of, and he's like riddling the Riddler in right, a way. Right. It's like, that you could, you could. That, I think that would be awesome. Right. Oh. That'd be like a final boss battle, and, riddling yeah. the Riddler. Where even the like, audience finds out in right, real, holy right. shit, wait, that's yeah, the good yeah. guy. Hell Gordon yeah. throws on the bat signal, and all the Batman show up and yeah. have an all-out like battle, roy- bat royale. <laughs> battle royale. Well, I was thinking too, maybe the vanquishing of the Riddler could come from Batman because he's been told all these months or whatever that he about that his origin story is actually the Riddler's. Yeah, his childhood. He like sympathizes with the Riddle. Like he like yeah. He breaks him down by like you know. Because he knows all about his childhood and stuff, so yeah. he like intellectually uh, stumps him by yeah, because he, he deconstructs him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's now in he's his head. occupied his identity. Right, yeah, right, yeah. And that I mean, like, 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 like you said before, it, 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 if you do it wrong, it could get overly complicated for that type of movie. Mm. But also, that's kind of a domain that super. I feel like 
honestly, we've already, like I said, we've already taken that trajectory from the kind of more comic booky things to a more deeper meaning. And the Marvel movies still kind of hang out in like that area, like the comic booky things. But the the Batman movies have always kind of progressed into a more. They're more. I, I consider it more of an adult movie. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, if you took that next, I feel like that would be the next step, right? Uh, in that trajectory of just going like, all right, we're gonna now take these movies and make them like. Like the kind of movie like a Shutter Island where you're like, dude, have you seen that? Holy right. shit, that blew my mind. Yeah. Nobody really walks away from a superhero movie going, that blew my mind. Right. But that's a that's a kind of plot line when you incorporate a guy like the Riddler that you could do that and Absolutely. fuck with you could riddle the audience. Yeah. And now yeah. you're talking like I mean that's the next step. And that title Absolutely. is Riddle Me This. Yeah. Hey, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Riddle me this. I love it. <laughs> right. Hollywood might call on this one. They, <laughs> they might, might call on this one. It's not too late to make a third Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman mm. movie. Yeah, because Michael not. Keaton's just stepped back into the role. Yeah, so. why don't they do a new one with Burton? They could take our idea, adjust it a little bit for time. I don't even know what Burton's were. Oh, he's doing Wednesday, I guess, now. That's about it. Oh, is he? And it would also, oh, that's right. It would yeah, also okay. work because... Traditionally, you're looking at Batman as a younger guy. Right. And so if you got a guy like Michael Keaton to play the real Batman who thinks he's the Riddler, and you got a more... like If you were making the movie now, yeah. you would get a guy who is actually more in the age range of what Batman would be, like in his 30s or however old he is in those movies. Mm-hmm. And that fucks with the audience more because now you're definitely so like, yeah, of course the Riddler's going to be some older guy and Batman's going to be yeah. like the young buck. And then it then it's a complete mind fuck. You're like, wait, no, this movie takes place like further down the line, right. where Batman is actually an older dude, and the Riddler's this younger guy. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah. everything about it flips on people, and I think that would be sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's just wait a year or two so that it's not Pete Davidson. Let's wait for him to be canceled out, and then we can cast <laughs> somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. He, he, he has the face of the. I feel like his. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, when you said Pete yeah. Davidson is Riddler, it didn't it strike me. Was I, like, I, it didn't actually, strike me as the worst idea yeah. ever. Uh, but I don't like him at I all. I just didn't even hear it. It just didn't even like factor into my brain. My You're blocking it out. You like had that. already assumed. Nope. <laughs> I thought that was a given. It was going to be Pete. Maybe uh, no, let's wait no. it out. Let's wait for him Visually, to be that totally works. Yeah, yeah, it really would, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah we need a Riddler that can be funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, right. That's Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, fine. Ah! <laughs> now, Pat, what would you, you got call me. what would you Tina call your film? Uh Maybe like Batman Awakening. I don't know. That's it, like Spring Awakening, but that's a terrible title. So not the worst. I'd check with marketing on it more right. than trust my instincts. But um, Rat- Batman Springs. Batman. Yeah, Batman Springs. Um, something like that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Forward. Batman Springs Forward. Spring forward. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> and then, and then, and then your oh, next one. Batman, Batman Falls, falls back. back. Batman Falls Absolutely. Back. And I Writes did already itself. say I wanted it to be like Halloween time for it because I wanted. Right. Actually, that was the one I was going to bring Robin into. Okay. Well, real, real quick. We got like five minutes. Riddler yeah. doesn't what is your part four and... that you've clearly set up? Uh, just it would be uh, Halloween time. The circus comes to town. There is an accident. Um, so you have Batman bring in uh, Dick Grayson. But Scarecrow's out there, and it all deals with nightmares around that time of year. So Dick is having nightmares about the incident, you know, when his parents just died in front of him. But there's also nightmares everywhere. So Robin winds up being helpful in the case because he's already having so many nightmares and working through them that this Scarecrow gas doesn't affect him as much. Oh, wow. So, like, that's, that's how Bruce Wayne figures out that this kid actually could really be 
helpful in the fight against crime interesting, and not just interesting. you know i've actually kind of thought of that plot for like a nightmare on elm street movie mm-hmm. like there should be a kid who like uh learn to control their dreams or something like that you know like they grew up in an abusive household or something like that and they like learn to like live in their dreams and like you know kind of create this alternate world so then when like it comes to freddie they they already have like that the that professional yeah. lucid dreaming so right, once right. he enters into the realm it's like you don't right right know. or yeah. or <laughs> freddie was that kid i actually started writing a, a thing called <laughs> freddie's father once where his <laughs> father was that guy and he was a researcher who see? I'd like it as like a raising cane kind of situation. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, I man. it to. traumatized me as a but child. Great I chicken. still can't great look chicken. at him. <laughs> Definitely. Who? <laughs> what? Raising what? canes. I would love the to walk into store. that place and see John Lithgow no working. Oh, yeah, what the hell is raising? I, he still cane? terrifies me. I still cannot look at John Lithgow, and it, it, he terrifies me because I saw chicken that fans film love that way too young. But he basically that's for all our chickens out there. Yeah, experimentalized. His kids were they actually twins or was he split personality? Because I can't remember I, now. I, rem- I, f- I feel like it wound up being what? split personality, but he thought he was twins. I oh, thought it was the spl- other way around. We don't know. I though, need to rewatch it. Messes it messes with right. you so much. That's the thing. Okay. I haven't seen it in years either, but I, and I remember it freaking me out. But I will have to put that back on the list. I do yeah. actually remember seeing like a scene of it, and it like kind of freaked me out it's, when I was young. Have you seen that one, upsetting. Jimmy? Which one? Raising Kane. <laughs> We've been talking about for the last five minutes. <laughs> You're just place? thinking about chicken. Batman right now. Bugs on the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, is, I is that the one with Mr. Right Freeze? Raising uh, uh, <laughs> Lithgow would have been a good Mr. Freeze. Yeah. <gasps> he would. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But Stuart would have been the, the, the number oh, one. Definitely yeah. top Absolutely. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like animated, uh, Mr. Freeze was very, very Could influenced do, by him. Ian yeah. McKellen as the Riddler. Just have those two face off again. Mm. That could be That'd be beautiful. <laughs> really yeah. interesting. I feel like we need a younger Riddler, though. I yeah, feel no, like we, I, I agree. we need a very manic, like, uh, like kind of like uh, um, Brad. I actually even thought about Brad because of his performance in uh, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I would, he would He would have been an excellent Riddler. Riddler the with box. Yeah. Hit him with one That's the those. wrong movie. <laughs> I know, but he, he could drop that as like He's a good with questions. Easter egg. Oh, okay. That's your contribution. A little bit <laughs> <laughs> in the box Easter egg. Andy Circus. Oh, man. This he just made me think of Gollum when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> this is Andy worse Circus than the time that you... Andy Circus, I would put his man bat. Uh, Kurt man Langstrom. Bat? Nope. Uh, okay, John I'm going too deep cut. Yeah, All right. sorry. But... All right. What is this worse than the time? Oh, uh, I was going to say that you inserted the um, the Jerry Maguire line in The Dark Knight. <laughs> you know how like, he says, you complete me? Uh, like, come on, man. Do it at Jerry Maguire <laughs> reference in The Dark Knight. Handle the truth. Oh. <laughs> That's on par with Jimmy's idea. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. It's <laughs> better than the last Transformers movie that just came out. It's set in 1994, and somebody makes a Jerry Maguire reference. What? Of course they do. Yeah. It came out after yes. that, right? Oh, yeah, two years after that. Oh but somebody God. quotes Jerry Maguire in the movie. Let's just stop quoting Jerry Maguire in movies. Especially, it's over. Is it a show-me-the-money reference? <laughs> yep. It's literally show-me-the-money. Uh, there's multiple references that take place. In 1994, that are from the late 90s. How do you miss that? How does that go oh, through your entire movie. staff, your entire crew? Like nobody catches that it's the wrong year. I don't think they care. I guess not. Yeah. All right, you guys. This has been a whole lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. This is always a great time. I like this. It makes me get my creative juices flowing. You know, uh, this is a lot of fun, and we will have you back again sometime. Thank you, everybody, for listening here on the Confessional Size Series. How they should have made it. Good night, Gotham.